following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is March 25th, 2020, season 16, episode number two. Welcome to a different edition of The Break. We are live, but in all different locations. Everybody's at their own homes, social distancing. and uh, But we got an hour of Cowboys talk here for you guys, live on DallasCowboys.com. I got my crew, Nick, Dave, Amber. Good to have you guys back uh, with me so we can uh, talk a little Cowboys football. How everybody's doing today? It's about time. It is about time. I mean, Dave, I was Nick, here last good. Week. I don't know where y'all were, but yeah, let's party. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I've always wanted to be like in the Brady Bunch. You know, I love that show. And Derek, you know what I'm talking about. Dave probably yeah, they does don't know too. What you're talking about. Yeah. Amber, maybe not. But I know but, the Brady Bunch. Y'all think I'm like 18? I swear to God. <laughs> you keep getting. We don't ever age you. You just stay at 18 forever, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. I mean, there's been obviously a lot of news around the Cowboys. Uh, now the free agency has begun. Uh, they've been signing players. They've been losing players. Um, and I'll start the conversation right there. Just looking at it holistically, if you look at all the players that they've lost and they've signed, I'll run down a quick list for you guys here of the guys, of the players that the Cowboys have lost. Um, and then I want to ask the simple question, if you think the Cowboys are better or worse now than they were when the season ended or at the end of, of last season. So they've lost Randall Cobb, Cam Fleming, Xavier Suofilo, Travis Frederick, Robert Quinn, Malik Collins, uh, Byron Jones, Jeff Heath, and Jason Witten. Uh, they have added um, Gerald McCoy, HaHa Clinton Dix, uh, and uh, Blake Bell, I think, is a, a tight end that they're, they're adding today. I don't know if that's final yet, but uh, that's what, what, what's being discussed at this point. Other names of guys that are uh, that are actually having conversations with the Cowboys, and then Cowboys sound some of their own guys like uh, Sean Lee, Kai Forbath, Amari Cooper, uh, Joe Looney. So, where do you guys think they are right now in free agency? Are they better or worse than they were at the end of the season? I'll start. I'll say worse. I mean, I don't know how they could not be. Uh, how they can't be worse than what they were last year, just because of the of the guys that they've lost. The big names they lost are Robert Quinn. And, and Byron Jones, and they haven't re-signed anybody remotely close to to replacing those two guys. So right now you have a need at pass rusher and you have a need at corner. I think safety, you could say, was a wash. So I'll let the other guys talk about, about the other positions. But for me, those two right there, I think you're going into a draft with a big need now at corner and, and pass rusher. So I, I think that they're they're worse than what they were. Yeah, like Nick said, I don't think you can even question it, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, Anthony Brown is back, so, the, I mean, okay, the Cowboys have three serviceable corners, but you didn't replace an all-pro cornerback. As of right now, you don't have a, a viable replacement for an 11-sack player in Robert Quinn. I know, you know, Tyrone Crawford's still kicking around, coming off of, of hip surgery, didn't play most of last season. That's terrifying. Um, you know, the offense, not so much, but... As of right now, it doesn't look like they have a viable way to replace Randall Cobb other than the draft. Uh, I saw, you know, Philip Dorsett signed uh, with Seattle yesterday. So your list of, like, experienced slot receivers who can step in and do it that are available in free agency is not long at all, uh, which probably prompts you to have to do something in the draft. It just seems like there's a lot of a lot of work they have to do uh, to cover themselves for the draft and, like, honestly, not that many good players left to do it with. You know, for me, and I'm trying my best to stay calm because as soon as free agency starts every year, I feel that the Cowboys are just kind of laying low and then you see other teams signing people and then you're like, okay, what the heck are the Cowboys doing? Why are they not signing anybody? And then eventually they start signing some guys. My, my biggest worry is... 
I don't want them to completely rely on the draft, to have to rely on that because like that's, Dave said, like you need the experience. I am tired of sitting around waiting every year. Oh yeah, you know, these guys are gonna grow into this kind of player in the future. And I always say this over and over on this show. I'm like, I'm tired of the future. Like I want it now. I want to see guys coming in with experience and being able to perform this year. So as of right now, even though that's my feeling and how I feel, I'm still trying to be patient and give this new coaching staff the benefit of the doubt. Let Stephen Jones and Will McClay kind of work things out and see how they finally put this team together as a whole. But as of now, I don't think they're better than they were. So let's look at some of those individual guys. Uh, they lost Randall Cobb, who is their their slot receiver. Um, they've lost Travis Frederick now to retirement. Big, big, uh, big loss. We'll talk about that a little more in depth. Uh, they lost Robert Quinn, defensive end, pass rusher, and they lost Byron Jones, a cornerback. Where do you guys think uh, the biggest hole is at this point for them, based on the guys that they've lost? Cornerback, rusher. Oh, right. okay. There we go. <laughs> See, I think it's – I just – like I said a minute ago, at the very least, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and, and Cheeto can can do it. And they're not they're not Byron Jones by any stretch. But I just – like I said, like who is playing right in for this team right now? And they'll probably add some more guys. The draft is, is also there. But, like, don't feel great about Tyrone Crawford given what's going on with his injury history. And then you have Jalen Jelks and Joe Jackson. I just – who is going to line up at that position week one? I have no idea. You're not counting on Randy Gregory? I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> if, if I didn't mean Gregory to laugh can, at that, but... It, I no, mean, and honestly, hopefully the new CBA lets him come back. I, you know, the, the word on the street is that he's applying for reinstatement. And, and I think the world of Randy, I really hope that for him. But number one, I can't count on it. Number two... I feel like people think that he got suspended with, like, 50 career sacks to his name. He's got seven. He has seven career sacks. So as good as that would be, I hardly think it just completely solves the problem. Right. He is a, he is a piece in a puzzle that will need other pieces in order for it to be successful, I think, at defensive end. Agreed. Now, what's the deal with uh, Antoine Woods right now? Good question. Um, they, he had, he's a uh, exclusive rights free agent. They could have tendered him by now, and and uh, they haven't. So that's a little bit interesting to me uh, because yeah, that's I've been a- wondering like what's going on with him and what why are they waiting on doing anything? Because when you see the lack of of guys within the defensive line, that is one guy at least that you would assume or expect the Cowboys to bring back? Well, but I, kinda, I guess right now... Well, go ahead, Dave. No, no go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I wonder how much the, the, the speculation around Don Terry Poe fits into that. If, if they're looking at other guys out there, uh, maybe they feel like they can upgrade that position. I know I don't think there was much legs to this, but you do have guys like Damian, Har- Damian Harrison... Uh, Snacks Harrison that are out there. So there, there may be other guys that they look at in free agency and they're looking at and saying, maybe we can upgrade the position. If we don't, then maybe we go back to an Antoine Woods. Yeah, well, Antoine Woods is, to me, sorry, Dave, but Antoine's a guy that, like, as big as he looks walking around and in uniform and all that, wearing that 99, he's going to look real small when you put him next to Dontari Poe. And I think it's, I think it's important, and who wouldn't? But uh, I think it's important that to know that the Cowboys are definitely trying to change that look of what their defensive tackles look like. And, you know, I I think now Crawford is definitely a defensive end. Um, I don't know where Tristan Hill – I mean, he's, he's under contract for three years, so, you know, he, he's going to be here. But I don't know if he's the perfect fit for what they're looking for uh, for that type of position now. Very I had completely timing. forgotten about him. Sorry, sorry. Very fitting timing because word is, you know, they've been linked to Dontari Poe for four or five days, and it sounds like that's being finalized right now per Twitter, which, yeah, I think Nick's absolutely right. They're obviously, between Gerald McCoy, Dontari Poe, I just think they're looking at a bigger mold of defensive tackle than Antoine Woods. And maybe, you know, if 
if it, things don't work out in free agency the way they want them to, it would be very easy to bring him back. All they have to do is tender him. Uh, so I wouldn't rule it out completely, but I think they want to get larger at that position based on what they're doing so far. Just so people know the actual measurements, Antoine Woods, six foot even, 300 pounds. Don Terry Post, six foot three, 346 pounds. So he's almost 50 pounds heavier, three inches taller. He is a big, massive guy. Nick, you've always said, give me that big sloppy guy. I can put it the one technique. This may be your big sloppy guy. You put it the one technique that's hard to move. And um, and maybe a little harder to move than, than even an Antoine yeah. Woods, who's a big guy, but this guy's even bigger. Bigger and, and also, I mean, you know, if you have issues in the red zone, he has thrown a touchdown pass. He's the only player <laughs> in the NFL history, the only defensive tackle to ever throw a touchdown pass. And if you haven't seen it, Google it. It's pretty awesome. So you're saying if they can't get the deal worked out with Dak and Dak decides to hold out, we should be okay. Yeah, but you know what? Let's for, relax. Let's for, relax. Forget that, though. For, hey, guys, forget the part about Don Terry Poe because they got the belldozer. I don't know if you remember that, but I mean, uh, and I'm sure Derek does. Um, he played at Oklahoma, what, 10 years ago. We're going to bring that up? Well, I mean, you, you know the belldozer. You probably don't even know his name, but you know the belldozer. Yeah. You're right. You're Tim right. Tebow. Uh, he was Tebow before Tebow, wasn't he? No, Tebow yeah. was first. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the timing on that. I don't know the timing on that. All right, let's 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 move a little bit, and I want to talk about some of the other free agents that are out there. I'm going to throw some names to you guys, and I want you to tell me if any of these names strike you as, as players that you would like the Cowboys. Not again, we're not saying the Cowboys are talking to them, but players that you would like the Cowboys maybe to consider based upon where they are right now um, in free agency. Michael Bennett, Tavon Austin, those are two names of guys that were here last year that are still free agents. Um, Everson Griffin, the defensive end from Minnesota. Uh, we talked about Damon Harrison. I mentioned him just a few minutes ago, defensive tackle. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. is out there if you need a, a, a guy that can return punts and kicks and give you a little bit of something, speed receiver. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, defensive end. Um, you got Delaney Walker, which is an interesting name at tight end. Now, obviously, Blake Bell being signed today, maybe he's not a guy that even factors in, but a name I threw on the list. And then at quarterback, an interesting name, Matt Moore. Guy used to be here. He's a free agent. If you're looking for a backup quarterback, maybe a guy that has a little more experience, maybe he fits. Any of those names strike you as, as guys you would like the Cowboys to show some interest in? Yeah, bring on Clowney. Clowney. I mean, let's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, if, if realism. It's not my no salary cap. Sure. No, 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 no. No, realism is a part of this. So I want you to think of it realistically. <laughs> okay. But but just you know, names you say, think, hey, you know, that guy may actually fit. I will say it is. So the league year opened officially a week ago today. And stuff's been going on for two days before that. So it's been a week and a half, really, since teams started negotiating. And. Jadevian Clowney remains unsigned, which clearly means that his What's his value right now? Well, that's that's the great question. It's it's very obvious Clowney wanted DeMarcus Lawrence money. Like he wanted 20 plus million dollars a year. He wanted to be the next bank-breaking pass rusher. Teams don't want to pay him that because he's got a long injury history and he only had 3 sacks last year. So, I think it's highly unlikely that the Cowboys would get involved in that sweepstakes, but the longer he goes unsigned, I assume the lower his price would be, so I really don't expect him to wind up here, but it does make me curious that he's been a free agent for a week and a half. You know what worries me about a guy like Jadavian Clowney is uh, it, it's interesting to me when you see a pass rusher that has now had two different teams say, eh, we're okay. You know, when Houston said, oh, we'll, get, we'll just get rid of him, we're good, we're fine. And now when you have Seattle after having him there for a year say, Nah, we're good. It just it just makes me a little bit cautious. Now I'm not the one that buys into the whole idea of there's a reason they're on they're a free agent. Like I think there are lots of reasons a player can be a free agent, but I do think that at at specific positions that are sometimes hard to fill, like finding a good pass rusher, the fact that two teams have said we're fine does make me a little bit worried. Do, do either of you guys think that when you when you think about a player like Jadavian Clowney? Well, I mean, I think you have a good point, but there are exceptions to the rule. And, you know, I, I think Robert Quinn's going to be going on his fourth team in five years. And I think the Bears obviously were excited about that. So, um, you, you know, and, and Randall Cobb now, this is three, this will be three straight years for him. So I, that's just the nature of it. I mean, but you're right. For that money, I can, I can see your, your point for sure on Clowney. But I, 
you know, I, I look at it like the bookends. When he was there with with uh, with JJ Watt, and and I think he could be there with with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, that would be awesome. But I, I'm telling you that their salary cap is didn't the cap didn't go up as much as they wanted it to. So they've got more cap pro- Cowboys have more cap problems than you might think. And and I, you know, I don't think a contract like that makes sense for them. They're they're going to be they would be in cap hell. If if they do a, a deal like that, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, Clowney and Griffin are going to cost more than they're willing to pay. I think they could probably make it work if they really wanted to. I don't necessarily advise that they do that. The thing that scares me about Clowney is just price versus availability. Like, he hasn't had a, you know, he's played 13 or more games every year but one in his career. But, like, by the end of last season with Seattle... He had about six different problems limiting him, and I feel like that's been a theme for his career. Not necessarily missing games, but just being hindered. And for the price, I just I don't know that it's 100% worth it. Um, I would love for And the Cowboys time. don't tend to give big money to free agents well, yeah. that are not at home, you know? But <laughs> not their own free agents. That's the point we've been making for weeks, though, is that they need to spend a little bit more money if they expect to improve the team. Like, I think the Don, you know, Dontari Poe, great addition. Gerald McCoy, great addition. Um, glad they brought Anthony Brown back. I'm intrigued by Haha Clinton Dix, but like the defense does not look better on paper than it was last year. It just doesn't. What What do you guys know about Everson Griffin? Because that that's one that that's a little bit perplexing to me because I think he's a really good defensive end. I'm kind of surprised he's still out on the free agent market. Um, is there something I'm missing about? what he is is there an injury history is there something about him that maybe could point to a reason why he still hasn't been signed by someone at this point i can't tell you i mean i i know that mike mccarthy should should know a little bit about him you know right. uh, playing against the vikings uh for so long so I, I you know i i don't know i mean i i would seem like a pretty good good fit just a you know another one of those bridge players but you know you got to remember that what the what they view these players for, they're not trying to to break the bank. And I think you know, a guy like Griffin, maybe Clowney, you know, they look at it like this is one more big opportunity to to make you know a lot of money. And so you know, I think people just have different agendas right now for for what these roles would be. Yeah, I think. I mean, when a guy like kind of like Clowney, I think it's price versus market. He's 32 years old. Honestly, like he's barely missed any playing time. Like he's very reliable. But 32-year-old coming off an eight-sack season, he probably has a different idea of what he's worth than the teams that are pursuing him. Uh, at the end of the day, I still think he's going to be worth more than what the Cowboys want to pay. But every day that a guy like that goes unsigned, I feel like it's better for teams that don't want to spend more money because eventually your price has to go down. Right. Sure. That brings up another name, Michael Bennett. How do you guys feel about that? As long as that he sits out on the market, let's assume it gets to a point where – He's willing to take a one-year deal again. Think the Cowboys should go after a guy like like Bennett? Isn't he retiring? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't said that, but I, honestly, it I seemed I at the end of last year that he was headed to like he was headed to retirement. I don't know. Witten, I thought I read Witten somewhere retired, that he said he was so. not. I I thought I'd read somewhere that he was planning to play this year, but maybe I'm thinking about someone else. I saw a tight end retire and go to Monday Night Football and come back and play, and now he's going to the you know Raiders. So I mean, what you know, what what a Michael Bennett. <laughs> you know, Michael Bennett. I I think the Cowboys are going to have some interesting players on the defensive end. I'm gonna just say I'm just gonna say that they're gonna have some interesting players and stories at the defensive end position. I don't think it'll be Michael Bennett. So Randy Gregory, obviously. Well, yeah, Rand. If, if Michael Bennett wanted to sign back for a one-year deal, I'd love to have him. I, yeah, I mean, I there was speculation he was retiring. I don't know what the new coaching staff thinks about his skill set, but so he did know. enough for you to want to bring him back. Absolutely. Yeah, he he I'll, can play. He can me, still yeah, play. I think so. I'll take the offsides flags and everything. Bring it on. Yep. And he, he has that attitude. He has the attitude that, you know, we keep talking about the defense sometimes needing that little fire. He has that kind of fire, and he he doesn't – he's just focused on what he needs to do and goes for it. So All I right, like we're that gonna take about our, 
We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, I want to take a little time to dive into uh, the most recent signing, I guess the most recent signing before today, which was HaHa Clinton Dix. Get your opinions on what you think he brings to this team and how he rates relative to the guy that he'd be replacing in Jeff Heath. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too right above the subway well i bet you don't even notice it after the that's my neighbor angus a deal that's just okay is not okay get a great deal with america's best network come into an at&t store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for zero dollars down based on gws1 score september 2019 back to the break Welcome back to the break. We are live. Uh, we are in different locations. We are keeping our distance, but we're talking Cowboys football here with you guys here on the break. Uh, we're talking about free agency, and I, I guess it, I want to start this next segment talking a little bit about um, HaHa Clinton Dix. He is uh, the safety the Cowboys signed. I think it was maybe late last week, um, but night. Thursday night, good. And uh, so I want to get your opinions on what you think of the signing. Uh, just overall, him as a player, what do you think he brings to the Cowboys? Let's start with you, Nick. You know, I think that he's a uh, just a, a veteran guy that, that has uh, pretty good range, it, it sounds like. Uh, again, he goes into your category of some players that, that have been in different teams and good enough to sign, uh, not good enough to keep. Uh, and so, you know, that's those guys are always interesting. But, you know, usually when you surround them around guys with really good cornerbacks, you, you feel better about it. That's why, you know, I think it's a little bit uh, – I'm a little uneasy about all of that because I, I just – I don't know if he's the exact answer uh, there just because, you know, just because he's got a, a catchy name and he's a first-round pick and, and he's got history with McCarthy, that doesn't always mean that, that it's going to work out. So I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant about saying that this is going to be a, a good move. Dave? Uh- I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, he's a former first-round pick. He's been to a Pro Bowl. I don't think he's going to conjure up images of, like, Earl Thomas. You know, like, this isn't that type of signing. He's got flaws in his game. He's not the best tackler. He's not amazing in run support. Uh, he can get reckless in coverage. Like, he'll give up some plays. At the same time, the thing that makes you a first-round pick most of the time at safety is when you have ball skills and the ability to make plays on the ball. So my hope is if he can contribute a handful of takeaways, that's a handful more than the Cowboys safeties have provided in recent seasons. I think he had two picks for the Bears last year, uh, which, you know, preferably be a little bit more, but that's still better than what you've gotten from the safety position in recent years. So, like I said, yeah, I I don't think this is a, a home run signing, but if he can use those ball skills to add to your takeaway tally, hopefully it'll work out pretty well. 
You know, one of the things that I've been paying attention to this for this upcoming year is the tackling, which is obviously one of the things that the Cowboys struggled with last year as a defense. And, you know, when I when I start looking, and Dave will know, when I start looking at all these players' uh, prospects from the draft, most of them all have, like, tackling issues. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with the whole tackling. So for me, at least this is a guy that has experience on the field and I keep saying it I want someone with experience I don't want a rookie or depend on a rookie to start off the season I want someone that's capable of going in there and and, and he has you know he has the um what do you call it like the fitness level uh he's not ex- uh, what's the, the word I'm looking measurables. for a- athleticism oh. is what I'm looking for Ah, it's a big word right there. He's, <laughs> He's very athletic. You're right about that. Yeah, so he what? he has uh, good aspects that he brings, um, but the whole tackling thing uh, that that concerns me not a whole lot, but it, it's still something that I'm definitely keeping in my eyes on. Yeah, for those of you out there listening and watching, um, if you haven't had a chance to check out DallasCowboys.com, yesterday we put up a scouting report from our own Bucky Brooks, uh, who is now starting to do some little work with our team. Uh, he'll be doing some scouting reports uh, with, for a lot of players over this uh, next over the next few months. But um, but just go check out that scouting report. And, and one of the things that that just kind of jumped off the page when I read it was he called him the the perfect bridge player. And and that's exactly how I thought of this signing is this is a guy that is going to give you time. He's buying you time for you to develop someone else. So likelihood that that he's going to be sitting in that spot a couple of years from now is probably pretty small question is who's going to be in that spot who are they going to draft this year who might they i don't think it's probably going to be a free agent signing at this point but i think you have to look at who are they going to draft they can bring in and start getting them reps this year so that next year or the year after that person is your lead guy you know the thing about and we've said this several times we've heard the term bridge player a lot but the the question i have is are the cowboys going to cross it you can build a bridge all you want to but do they want to get to the other side because they can't develop a they're not going to develop a fifth round safety or sixth round safety they try with xavier woods and you know that's cute and all but i mean if at some point you're going to have to 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 make that you know that move and actually draft a really high caliber safety and so hopefully you know, we can. That could be this year, but I mean, then again, we just we just mentioned uh, defensive end, cornerback, and now center are, are positions that you're going into the draft slot receiver. So I don't know if safety's gonna gonna be the the case this year. It may be yeah, best available. I've been I've been hurt before. Like ideally, I would love to say this is perfect. You got haha. You got Woods. Draft a safety in the top. You know, 100 picks, first three rounds, and. That's your guy for the future, and haha is a perfect bridge. But I gotta see it to believe that they're gonna do it. And yeah, Nick just laid it out perfectly. Like right now, it's still time in free agency. But like you, all right, Randy Gregory, I'm rooting for you, man. But you probably need to draft a, a defensive end, um, cornerback. Don't feel great about it. Don't have a slot receiver, and then there's the safety issue. So even with all, you know, I think. Poe would be their fifth or sixth signing from outside, and they still have work to do. All right, Nick, you mentioned the center position. Uh, I want to dive into now the conversation around Travis Frederick, who uh, announced, I think it was yesterday, that he is retiring from the NFL. Um, Interesting statement that he made talking about his struggles coming back, and he just didn't feel like he could be the player that he was accustomed to being. How surprised were you guys, and how surprised do you think the Cowboys were uh, at this retirement, I'm not going to say I was. I'm shocked. I mean, a little bit surprised, but I mean, somebody in our office actually said like three, two or three years ago that he he wasn't going to play very long, and this was before all of that happened. So that's been on you mean my radar. The syndrome. Oh yeah, like three years ago, it was like, well, what if he doesn't? You know, I, I can't remember exactly how it went down, but it was put on the radar that he's not long no, for this. For sure. And I, you know, yeah, and I've mentioned this a little bit. And then coming back, he he didn't, you know, he didn't have a great year. Pro Bowl, that's that's nice. But I mean, I don't think a lot of people know a lot of centers in the league. And so it's like, yeah, Frederick, Pro Bowl, sure. But he didn't have a Pro Bowl year, and he admitted it, and he knows it. And I think he just he's just saying his future and his family are, are more important than, than football right now. 
On top of that, and yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, you have that benefit working in the building that I've heard it mentioned or rumored at least a handful of times over the last two or three years that retirement could be something to watch out for Travis Frederick. It's not the type of thing that you want to throw out there recklessly because it's a guy's career, but I wasn't that caught off guard. I, If anything, I was, I thought, the guy makes $13 million a year. Like, that's hard money to walk away from, but... I think Travis Frederick played at such a high level for such a long time that he wasn't going to be satisfied playing at a lesser level. So it made it made sense. Uh, you know, I guess the timing kind of caught me off guard. But like when you think about it in the big picture, uh, it didn't. It's not the most shocking thing that's ever happened. That's for sure. Yeah, it definitely it caught me by surprise. Obviously, it's not when you like Dave said. It's not big picture. It's not surprising, but. I wasn't expecting it to happen right now. You know, you see football players, and he even mentioned this, um, I believe in his letter, that football players are always thinking of, they're afraid of what's next when you're out of football. So in my mind, every player is trying to stay in the NFL as long as possible. And to me, the way, the, the, the progress that he was able to make from when he got the syndrome to where he was at last year was tremendous so in my mind I'm thinking oh yeah he's healthy he's he's good to go he looks fine for another year but clearly he knows his body way better than anybody else and he knows what's more important to him at this stage in his life but uh, definitely caught me by surprise luckily the Cowboys did sign Joe Looney so at least that's good he's a guy that that's proven he's done it before and that's at least someone that can hold you in for the moment you know, the, the good thing, though, about it, what you just said about, you know, life after football, I think when when the, the players are signing each other's yearbooks like they do at the end of school and say most likely to succeed after football, I bet Travis Frederick is the number one guy on that list of guys that no one's worried about what he's going to be able to do. I think he was a double major maybe in college. So one of the smartest players they've ever had. And and, and I think that that showed on the field. And not just a a book smart guy. He helped them on the field. And that's what I think they're going to miss more than anything as we talk about possible replacements here. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think I remember someone telling me he's already built uh, an app uh, that was, I think his major (laughs) was something like computer science or something like that. But Computer engineer. yeah, that he's already built an app. As while while he's been playing, he's built an app uh, and plans maybe to build yeah. a lot more. So yeah, that, I don't three think anybody's years, worried about. Say again. Three years from now, it's gonna be like, hey, hello, sharks. My name is Travis, <laughs> and I'm here today <laughs> seeking right. whatever. Yeah. Right. So so talk me through, Nick. You started talking about options of, of what they do from here. It at least showed me when they when you see this in retrospect, it. it the, and you look back on the fact that they signed Looney pretty early on in free agency, it suggests to me, maybe true, maybe not, but it suggests to me that maybe the Cowboys saw that this was a possibility, and so they covered themselves in that way. But talk me through the options of what the Cowboys can do at center based on what they already have uh, in-house. I mean, I, I, I can do it, but I'd rather pass it on to Dave. Dave wrote a really great article, which was the theme of the last two weeks. He's been killing it, but uh, Dave wrote a great article about a lot of great options job, there. So I'll let they, I mean, Looney, Looney now and, 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 and McGovern, but maybe Connor Williams. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be interested. It's, you know, for all the surprise and panic, I guess. I mean, you think about and it, it, it's obviously a big hole. I mean, yes, the Cowboys, they, they made it to the playoffs without Travis in 2018, but it was a clear drop off in play. Joe Looney did his best, but even he has said multiple times that he's not Travis Frederick. Having said that. They're pretty well prepared for this. They re-signed Joe. He was a 16-game starter just two seasons ago, played well. And then, hey, kudos to the Cowboys for drafting the best player available because as weird as it seemed when they drafted Connor McGovern last year, now they have a top 100 draft pick who can play guard and center. Uh, I believe started 14 games at center at Penn State, so he's done it against high-quality competition. Uh, and then you've got Adam Redmond, who they picked up the option on his deal before free agency even started. He was a college center. Um, and then Connor Williams, that's that's going to be interesting because, you know, you could theoretically Connor McGovern could be a better left guard than Connor Williams. And the Cowboys have said before that they think Connor Williams has the flexibility to play center. 
we'll see if they actually do that, uh, but it's not something I would rule out. But, I mean, that's four veteran NFL players on your roster that can handle it. I didn't put this in my article, but technically, Zach Martin could do it in a pinch, too. He's done it in practice before. I don't think I would move the best right guard in football, but if push came to shove, I guess they could. Um, point being is, like, I really I don't think they need to worry about it in the draft. They've got plenty of options among the guys that are already here. Even with the loss of guys like Xavier Suofilo, and I know how to at tackle your swing tackle Cam Fleming, with losing those guys, do you think that – does that at all make you think, even though you got a lot of names here, do you think they still need to add a few more – bodies to this list on the offensive line oh i def i mean tackles another yeah. story especially if connor will if if travis frederick's retirement kind of kills the thought of connor williams moving to tackle which we don't even know if they were going to do that but it's something we've talked about if you're not going to do that if, if connor williams is either going to play guard or center all the more reason why i'm looking at tackles in the draft probably and, and not you know not with pick 17 but Wherever you can find the best value to A, upgrade swing tackle, and B, give yourself some insurance for Tyron Smith, I think that's a sneaky big priority. You know, one of the, you know, obviously the reason we're doing all this is, you know, is it, we just have so much uncertainty uh, right now with when people are going to be able to, to practice, when the doors are going to be open, and all that stuff. So, you know, I think relying on young guys is always a tricky thing, but in, in a season like this, we don't know how much time they're going to be on the field, and so I, you know, I think having a veteran guy—that's not why they signed Joe Looney. But I think signing Joe Looney certainly helped because, you know, if it gets down to it, maybe it's just maybe there's not a lot of OTAs. Maybe there's no OTAs. Maybe they go right to training camp. I would rather have a guy like Joe Looney or some kind of veteran that, that, that can step in. So I think teams might be shifting a little bit there, covering themselves, knowing, yeah, we drafted some great players, but they didn't get a lot of OTA works. They didn't get any mini camps. We're throwing them in there for training camp. It might, it might take a little bit longer to get these guys ready to go. True. And even question. with – I was going to just mention real quick, even with sure. Connor McGovern um, – he didn't have a rookie year last year. Right. You know, he, he wasn't able to do what rookies do in their first year. And on top of that, to me, last time I saw him, he was still, like, he looks rather small, you know, to where you would want those kind of guys to be at. And Connor Williams has been a guy that we've talked about, you know, the lack of strength and power. And to me, like, at least with Connor McGovern, I really wonder what's going to be the plan with him, especially if, like Nick mentioned, if we don't have a, a great off season to where they're able to go in their workout practice and all that. Uh, I wonder how long it's going to take him to kind of build up that strength that he would need for any type of position within the O-line. That's it. I'm convinced. Sign Ron Larry. So. <laughs> He's another guy. Yeah, he is another guy that's out there. And, and I guess at some point at some point, you probably could get, it, could get him for a pretty decent uh, price. Yeah. And he All has right. a house here, as, he, as he's pointed he out. He does. There's an interesting question. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> What'd you say, Dave? I, it seems like every free agent there was that a, Cowboys, every free agent that Cowboys fans want them to sign that they aren't signing seems to have a house in Dallas. So proximity yeah. is not holding them. It's back, popular place. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The uh, interesting question from Twitter from uh, Alfredo Salinas. He says, with the new roster rule, how many offensive linemen do you expect on the final roster? I guess knowing that now Cowboys or all teams in the NFL will be able to have. An extra, I think it's an extra two players active on game day. One of them has to be an offensive lineman. How much do you think that factors into some of these kinds of things? And we're talking about these offensive linemen and, and maybe bringing in another body. Is that, Does that at all affect these decisions? I mean, the way you said it was a little tricky. It, you have to have eight offensive linemen active. Um, and so, that I mean, some teams could have nine or ten. I don't know if it's going to change to have that many. I mean... I guess if you have to have eight active every, every game, they usually have seven, sometimes eight, but I still think that you're going to be sitting around 10 uh, on your roster. Um, I, I, I don't, because they're not, I think more than anything, you're, those extra two spots are going to be, in my opinion, more linebackers 
and maybe more receivers, but just more guys or defensive backs, but more guys to play special teams. That's, that's yeah, it's kind of curious to me. It's actually kind of curious to me that the league made this rule and specified offensive linemen because of all the positions in football, offensive line and probably quarterback are probably the last of the positions that don't rotate. Right. Um, you look at all the other positions in the NFL, for the most part, most teams rotate those guys. And you would think if they were going to have extra reinforcements for game day in order to give more, you know, more bodies that you can throw at plays – Again, especially if you're going to increase to an additional game uh, to 17 get regular season games, it would seem to me that you would actually want to specify those players maybe at other positions rather than offensive line. Seems a little curious to me. Well, you know, at least for the Cowboys, I mean, you've seen Sag Martin getting hurt during a game. We know um, Connor Williams has gotten hurt, and that's, and we don't have Xavier Suafilo anymore. Tyron Smith is another guy that has struggled with injuries. I'm not saying they're not going to be fully healthy this year or anything, but those are already three guys within the offensive line that are starters that, to me, I'm always concerned now whether or not they could get injured in the middle of the game. So, I don't know, maybe that helps, at least with the Cowboys, but yeah. to me, I don't see it as something bad. No, I think I think that's exactly why they're they, they're doing it. It's because of those injuries inside the game, and they don't want players to be like make choices and say, "Well, are, is your knee okay?" Because I mean, you're the only guard we've got, you know, and they have to go out there. I mean, um, you know, I could see the same thing being said about quarterbacks. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. Where you know, you got to have three quarterbacks uh, active, but or or at least in uniform. You know, they have done that in the past, but... Yeah. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, Amber's got a game for us. I'm, uh, we're going to lighten this thing up, have some fun here in our final segment of the break. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper. So nice to treat you. Back to the break. Welcome back to the final segment of the break. We are live. We are all in different locations. Uh, but we're doing Cowboys break as we normally do here on every Wednesday during the offseason, 11 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you tell a friend to tune in. Hopefully we can all add some uh, a little bit of levity to a uh, otherwise very, very serious you know, situation. You know, Derek, I said this last week. I think we have the most appropriately titled show in all of TV and all of radio and anything. I mean, the break, it's exactly what it is. This is exactly what people, I think, need. Hopefully, is what they need. And so, you know, at least we can do that. I think we all need that. I, I, I could go another hour. Just I'm ready to, I'm ready to talk more football, I think. 
Yeah, I've said it. I, I said it to some people I've talked to over the phone, and and I've mentioned it to you guys by email when I talked to our entire group. I never realized how much I uh, I actually miss hanging out with you guys at work until it gets taken away, and uh, it really feels like a part of my life is is kind of empty. So it's good to get on here for an hour with you guys and talk about right. football. I'm enjoying it. All right, Amber, you have a game for us. What you got? All right, you guys ready? So ready. this is. This is the game. What we're going to do, we have, I have a set of 10 questions. Some of the things we've already talked about, but that's okay. We'll still hit on them. The first question. So th- there are two questions. One question is going to be a personal question. You're going to write down your answer on a piece of paper and then just show it on screen as soon as I'm done asking the second question. So when I'm done asking the second question, you show your answer on screen. And then we'll discuss that second question out loud. It'll make sense in a little bit, so let's just get started. There's like a 98% chance I'm going to screw this up, but it's fine. (laughs) Me too. I'm right there with you. It'll be fine. We won't discuss your your personal answer, personal question out loud. We'll just have fans look at it on screen, and that's it, okay? Oh, gosh. Just try to get the boredom of looking. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some fun here. (laughs) We'll have some fun. All right. First question, what you're going to write down on a piece of paper. Which NFL team has gained the most in this free agency? So to you, which NFL team has gained the most during this free agency? Now, uh, the question that we're about to discuss is what would be the best acquisition that the Cowboys have made during this free agency? So you can lift up your answer. Put me on for the first question. Wait, so we, we, lift up, we lift up our answer for the first question? Yeah, just show it on screen, and as you show it, just leave it there a few seconds just so fans can look at it and see your answer. But ah, then Nick, we're going to... Right there with me. Got it. Now we're going to talk about uh, the best acquisition for the Cowboys during this free agency. Who would you say is your, your guy that you thought that the Cowboys definitely needed for this year? Uh... You know, I think I think McCoy, Gerald McCoy, if he you know can be the the player that he's been, but I mean he continues to get sacks from that position. So I, you know, losing Malik Collins and getting a Gerald McCoy, I think that's one position where I think they have made an upgrade. I know Collins is younger, but I still think he's never going to be the player that Gerald McCoy was or is. So yeah. I, I would say McCoy is is the best guy that they've done, uh, best addition so far. I absolutely agree with that. I don't think it's even close right now. I think once they sign or if they get the deal done, finalized with uh, Don Terry Poe, then I think you got a little more of a conversation. But I think as of now, it has to be Gerald McCoy. Agreed. Unanimous. I know that's boring, but... <laughs> it's all good. We'll, we'll go through all these questions kind of quick. All right. Hey, there hey real go. quick, though. Real quick, though. Can, can I just back up? I'm interested to know why. I know why Nick and I chose Arizona because obviously they got the best. Derek, did you not listen to the rules here? (laughs) Did you not listen to the rules of the game? (laughs) Okay, but go ahead, Arizona. Why? Why? Why is that? No, no, I get that. I want to know why Dave said the Ravens. What? What about the Ravens stands out to you most? Honestly, I just think it's incredible that they got Calais Campbell for a fifth-round pick. Like, that's just such an insane value, and you add a guy who's that talented to what was already a pretty good defense. You know, I mean, they were the best team in the AFC last year. Um, I don't even know the rest of what they did. Uh, it might not be great, but that's <laughs> yeah. Adding a guy like that to a team that's already that talented is pretty impressive. Yeah. Big signing. All right. Sorry to deliver derail the game. No, it's all good. Uh, personal question. Your favorite player of all time. Meanwhile, what Any would team? you say? Any huh? sport? Any team? NFL. Oh, okay. okay. Any te- I mean, you can just any team, Cowboys, anything you want. Favorite player of all time. And then the question that we're going to discuss, what would you say is the biggest loss for the Cowboys during this free agency? Y'all are going to hate my answer. You're going to think I'm stupid. All right. So biggest loss. Biggest um, loss. Cobb. Uh, it's easily. Cobb's Robbie your biggest Quinn. one? Robbie Quinn. I miss I you. agree, Come Robert back. Quinn. They don't have any pass rushers. I agree, Randy Robert Gregory. Quinn. I, I'm sorry I keep slandering Randy Gregory, but they don't have any pass rushers. 
and it's terrible. Who's your guy? I can't see that. Who is it? Dave. It's Deuce. Oh, Nick, Deuce. you're not supposed to see it right now. Deuce. I'm sorry. Okay, Deuce. <laughs> sorry. Uh, you can go back and listen to the sh- watch the show later. Like, y'all aren't are looking at the right cameras, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, this is no, all. This, you know, we're actually, all over the place. With regards to the with regards to the guy that they lost, I actually think the interesting thing here is that uh, Randall Cobb. I think you have more ability to be able to re- replace Randall Cobb than you do um, uh, Robert Quinn. Um, yes. I think there are more options out there, especially if you look at the draft. We've talked about this over and over. There are tons of guys in the draft, wide receivers that are really good players that you can get even later in the draft. Uh, and you know my guy du- Duvernay is still going to be out there and available, I would assume, third, maybe fourth round. So Preach, I think they're good Preach. quality options. <laughs> good quality options to replace Cobb. Uh, I don't know that you have those kinds of options to replace Robert Quinn. It, I, that's going to be a hard replacement. Yeah, I, th- I think, though, I mean – those guys, it's still a committee, though. I still think you know that they've done a decent job, and and Tom Sula, I think, can can figure that out. Byron Jones, to me, like what what are they doing at corner? That that's to me, that's the problem. Is because the reason why Byron Jones had all these great stats is because everyone threw over to Cheeto all the time. So now he's your main guy. Like I, that's that that worries me a little bit. I think I think the biggest loss is Byron Jones. Yeah. All right. All right. Personal question. Favorite TV show at the moment? Now, what would you say at the moment, too, is the top draft priority for the Cowboys as of right now? Looking at what they currently have on their list and the current guys that they've signed so far, what would be the uh, top draft priority? I've already referenced, made one reference. Of course, it's my favorite. Um, Nick just Nick just said it. I think it has, at least for me, it's it's cornerback. I just don't know if it, the player's going to be there that can give you the value you need where you're picking. But I think cornerback is probably your biggest your biggest your biggest draft need at this point because you don't have even if you talk about by committee right now, Anthony Brown's going to be starting for you. I would assume. I, I don't yeah. know if I'm I'm all that excited about that. Yeah. Can I make my pitch? Okay. Sure. Pick you better not say a wide receiver. Oh, I'm going to say wide receiver, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> at 17, you can draft a cornerback. You could draft C.J. Henderson. He'll probably be, like, part of a committee. Like, the odds that a guy that is drafted 17th overall is just handling his side of the field from day one, totally possible, not a slam dunk. Uh, same thing goes for edge rusher. I'm a big fan of Caleb on Chason. If he's there... You can do that. He's He's got sky-high athleticism and potential. Still probably going to need a year of seasoning. If you draft C.D. Lamb, he's starting right away mm. and scoring touchdowns and moving inside and outside and making the Dallas offense that much better. Preach. The chance that Preach. he contributes in a meaningful way right <laughs> away is just a lot better than a defender. And obviously drafts are about more than just 2020. But that's your best bet to improve this team right away, in my opinion. You know, I just think I, I, I just think that's a different answer to the question. I mean, about the biggest need because you're overlooking the need, which is fine. I mean, that that's what they do. You're you're, you're going with best available player, which is exactly what Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones is going to tell us. So if that's what they do, it sounds like all those receivers are going to be there. But that's not the the question. Was like the biggest you're need. Right. And I think right. the biggest need is still corner and all that. But that doesn't mean that you reach for it if it's not there. So Dave, defense yeah. wins games. <laughs> we hear this over and over Championships. again. Who just won the Super Bowl? The all right, moving on to the next question. <laughs> moving on to the next question. Do you have toilet paper? Oh. Write it down on your sheet of paper. I, uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to divulge if you don't. Like, yeah, <laughs> All right, yeah. what? Um, <laughs> we kind of talked about this already. Nick, Nick, you ready? You got it right there. <laughs> it, I was gonna use it as a prop, actually, for my uh, for my uh, phone here, but toilet paper for like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been a running joke between me and Dave. Anything was going on, I was I was at the store looking, but I got it. I found it. Um, did find. Some. I'm sorry. All what right. was the question? What? 
<laughs> what position should be addressed before the draft? We kind of mentioned this a little bit, but what would you say is a position that definitely needs to be addressed before the draft? Of everything I'm seeing out there, I think they could address defensive end. It's just a question of whether they want to. I mean, we talked about some of the names that are out there, Everson Griffin and, and uh, Jadavian Clowney, and, you know, and, and even if they want to go the route of bringing back a Michael Bennett if he's not going to retire. I think there are options out there at defensive end. I don't know if those numbers work for them or not, but I do think there are some options there. And there are options that I think could step in day one and be starters uh, and give you good production. I probably would say corner. I, w- I mean, I think you could, if there's another someone? corner out there, I don't know. Is Xavier Rhodes still out there? Uh, oh, I yeah, but I don't want him. I believe he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm sold on that. He did not play well last year at all. At all. The thing for okay. me, right? All right. I agree with everything y'all just <laughs> said, but, I mean, they've signed two cornerbacks, not actually three if you count C.J. Goodwin, not trying to convince anybody that they're the Legion of Boom, but they have bodies, which that's what they do, right? Like, they fill the position so that they can draft purely. They haven't really done that at wide receiver, which – I can talk all I want about C.D. Lamb. I don't really expect that to happen. But right now, they don't have, like, a proven veteran slot. Like, I know Cedric Wilson is still kicking around. Devin Smith is kicking around. Like, there's guys on the roster, but you would expect them to sign some. Yeah, John. I mean, there's guys, but not guys that have done it, which is what you would expect. The thing is, is there's just – there are not very many, like, capable receivers left on the market. It is – pretty barren so i've got an eye on that i'm curious to see what they do all right personal question what do you miss the most as of right now since we're in lockdown and the question would be we know the linebacker group what that's like as of now you know the they're pretty much similar to last year and last year they didn't necessarily perform how we expected them to what are your expectations now for this 2020 with the linebacker group? Hmm. Uh, I think I think the linebackers, I mean, that's the one position where there's not a lot of change at all. I mean, like, they. I'm kind of surprised they brought everybody back. Um, yeah. Top to bottom. I mean... Does anybody else think it's kind of weird that that the one position that was really bad last year, I mean, the one area was special teams, and they everybody's pretty much back. The core players of the linebackers were back. C.J. Goodwin yeah. was back. I mean, uh, I guess not the punt returners, but, you know, I mean, deep snapper, he wasn't the problem. He's back, and kicker's back, and the punter looks like he's just seems kind of weird, but, like, that's not answering your question, but I just think all the linebackers that they brought back, I mean, it, is every if everyone's healthy, then there's not going to be a lot of change there. I think it's a sneaky need, though. I think it's an underrated need that the Cowboys need to address in the draft is getting a linebacker in the third or fourth round. Hmm. Can so, I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, how, many, how many of those guys, because I've heard this floated on, on Twitter. I don't know how I feel about it. If the Cowboys signed Don Terry Poe, um, and they, the fact that they brought back all these linebackers, does it at all signal to you that there is a possibility that they'll be playing more 3-4 uh, than 4-3 next year? Is no, that for the group not to me. Though? Yeah, I think it signals that they're tired of their linebackers getting getting hit by guards and centers, and they're trying to to play it a different way. I, I think signing Poe and McCoy to me suggests that they're they're gonna they're gonna go with the four man front. And and you know McCarthy has said as much. I mean he's kinda said that it will be a four man front. So um I guess those two guys could rotate as the one in, in a three four, but I think they're gonna play together. I think it's gonna be a four three. I just think you're gonna have a bigger bigger line. Well, I do think if they if they were to go to three four, I think McCoy would be a defensive end. He seems to have that typical three yeah. four defensive end build. Uh, but again, two. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the way it goes. I'm just wondering aloud. You know, I've heard people kind of speculating there, 
and I do wonder if if maybe there's a shade of that in, involved. We obviously I wouldn't think, know that until we get to training camp. We start seeing what they're doing. I think you could go get an idea if you turn on the tape of Carolina. Like they 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 were multiple. They did a lot of both. Poe and McCoy. Poe played the vast majority of his snaps as a one technique in a four three front. But they did play some three four where McCoy wasn't in and and Poe played nose tackle. Uh, and they kick their linebackers out wide. Like I think you'll see a little bit of that. I think you can get multiple. You can use Jalen Smith as a rush linebacker, but I think they'll be a four-three front the vast majority of the time. I think Nick's right. I think you look at the tape and you're like, man, how can we get more out of Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch? Well, if we mm-hmm. get these offensive linemen off their ass by beefing up the, mm-hmm. front, uh, the defensive front, they'll probably be better. Which my expectations yeah. are that they are great because. Leighton Vander Esch was great when he was healthy as a rookie. Jalen Smith should be much better again if, if he's got that ability to move in space and make plays. Just looking at it on paper, they're still one of the most talented units on the team. Mike Nolan is a defensive specialist. He coached linebackers for the Saints for the last couple of years. Demario Davis was amazing for them while Nolan was there. So my expectation is that they're going to be really good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's you know, that's to, to live up to it, but that's what I expect. That's really an interesting point, Dave. And I actually, that's one of the reasons why I hope the Cowboys can go out either in uh, in free agency and get a, a veteran pass rusher like Griffin or get, if he's available to him, chase on in the draft. Because I think if they can get that final piece, that other defensive end that they're now adding to tank and now they're adding to these huge bodies there in the middle that they'll have where these linebackers can really run, I think it actually makes the secondary a ton better because you'll actually maybe be able to get some pass rush. You may be able to do some things. You can make teams one-dimensional, whereas right now, last year, they were not stopping the run consistently enough to be able to force teams to have to throw the ball. And so I think if you can do those things, if you can really solidify that line up front, I think it makes your whole defense a ton better, and that's where they get better. It may not be in actually adding more talent necessarily to the secondary right now as much as it is beefing up that front well we we've kind of run out of time already i don't know if you want to keep like one last question or just call it quits do one sure if you got another question let's roll with it (laughs) all right personal question what is your favorite road game um and then so road you said road game like this coming season venue where are we talking here in general, where do you like traveling to the most when we okay, that's what I get back saying. on that? <laughs> yeah. Got it. Already, yeah. I already have one done. All right. Well, show it to the camera then. <laughs> and then for the question, um, some of these things we've already talked about, but let's just go ahead and do you want a Dak question or an offensive line question? Let's go Pick. Dak. We haven't talked Dak today. <laughs> I haven't talked about him all right. at all. Well, well, it's very simple. What's up with that? What's <laughs> what is going on with, with this Dak situation? What's the what deal is up with Dak Prescott? <laughs> What's well, going on? Deal. We know that. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. So, is there a timeline and expectations when when we should be kind of hoping or expecting this whole deal to be done? We Dave actually talked about one. this. Well, we talked about it last week, and it's. I think it's really interesting because the leverage in this whole situation is out the window. Like, kind of similar to, to Tank last year, you know, Tank's deal got done in April instead of July because he had a surgery and they wanted to make sure he was as right as he could possibly be, and it spurred them to action earlier than they needed to. Dak's leverage is not showing up for the offseason program. So that starts April 6th. If Dak is serious about not being in the building until then... If then that, we even have an off-season program. Well, no, that's the point I'm getting to is it's out. It's gone. They're, that leverage is gone. Yeah. Because right now, right. players can't come in the building anyway. We don't know when OTAs are going to start. We don't know what the deal is with captain's workouts, minicamp. Right now, who knows, you know, hopefully, but who knows if training camp is even going to start at the regularly scheduled time. So... It's hard to get a grasp because, you know, before all this happened, before we all had to go home, I would have said, you know, this will be done by mid-April because they're not going to mess around with their franchise quarterback not being in the building 
for the start of a new regime's off-season program. That would be silly. But if nobody can go into the building anyway, who the hell knows? So your guess is as good as mine right now. So, so, here, so here's the question then. Um, that if, if there is no off-season program or a modified off-season program, then training camp becomes even more important. Do you think Dak would be willing to do what Zeke did and sit out training camp? Because that would be a huge deal. Which and I gotta yeah. I gotta give him credit. Jesse Holly made a great point last week that the lack of knowledge about when this is all going to start should give the Cowboys it should spur them to even more action because when that switch gets flipped and everybody can go back to work, you're going to want your franchise quarterback to be part of that. Um, I think I've said, but I would have to, I would have to see Dak actually hold out to believe that he would do it, but I can't rule it out. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening with Dak. Um, Got to remember, he might not l- love playing on the franchise tag, but at the same time, you know, if, if he does play this year on the franchise tag, he's got something to prove as well because this is a contract year. So, you know, and, and, and Derek, you say it more than anybody, especially about, you know, running backs, but I'm sure it's the same with quarterbacks. Not being there for training camp is not going to help you be the player that you want to be in a contract year, in a major contract year. So he's got – that's a risky thing. It's not just holding out and saying, oh, good luck with Cooper Rush because it won't be Cooper Rush. It will be somebody else that they bring in. <laughs> Jameis. All right, well, we appreciate you uh, setting up the game, Amber. That was really entertaining, really fun. We'll do that again next week. Uh, but that's the end of our time. We uh, appreciate all you guys that took some time today to jump on with us, talk a little bit of Cowboys football. We'll be back next week on Wednesday, probably still in this same format. I think we're going to be doing this for a bit. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll all play it by ear. We hope you guys stay safe. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!